This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Southern New England Sports Original, 103.7 WEI. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Cordishian Coit on Southern New England Sports Original, 103.7 WEEI. Scott Cordishi with you from Hanover, New Hampshire. I wish I could be in Providence, Rhode Island today because there's a little something going on at the Amp, but I know Nick Coit from ABC6 will be there this afternoon. Good morning, Nick. How are you? Good morning, Scotty. Yeah, I am uh, dressed and ready to go, so once the show ends, I'm hopping in the car and I am headed straight down to the city. I'm getting there early because it's going to be a day down there. It's going to be a day. Joe Passarelli, you going to the Amp today? No, I uh, usually am hanging around here until close to noon, so I actually went a couple weeks ago, but have fun, everybody who's going. Get those bluebirds ready. Well, the big story is Ed Cooley makes his return to Providence since uh, leaving the Friars at the altar, if you will, and taking the Georgetown job, and I think the big question becomes... How will or how should? I think that those are two questions. How will Friar fans react? How should they react when Ed Cooley is introduced by public address announcer Frank Carpano before today's game? Nick, what do you think's going to happen? Uh, he's going to get booed. It's going to be a chorus, and I think it's going to happen for an extended period of time throughout the game or throughout whenever the game you know gets to a result. Uh, and I say that because really on the floor – this should be a win for the Friars today. They should beat this team. The programs are in different places. And, you know, the Friars are coming in off a, a big win at Seton Hall, quad yeah. one victory on the road, which is such a huge notch on their belt when it comes to building an NCAA tournament resume. And really, they've bounced back the last couple of games as they've adjusted to life without Bryce Hopkins. So that that game on Wednesday was huge and it was funny Scotty because I was thinking of our conversation last week and how you know we're like has this has this game lost any any of its hype any of its sizzle and I think when we talked about it at the time it may have a little bit because of just the way things had gone for the Friars and just the you know the unfortunate situation with Bryce Hopkins getting hurt but now they go in off a huge win one of their biggest of the season at Seton Hall and now everybody's fully focused the last couple days on this game. And so I think as we also predicted last week, now it's it's really picked back up. And particularly, again, because they earned that victory this week. So I, I think Friar fans are ready. They're going to bow them. And at this point in time where we're at, they should bow them. They should, Scott. It's And, and they have the right to. They have the right to. He... He he left them, uh, and and the circumstances in which it happened, it, it was it was tough for Friar fans to swallow the way the end of the season went last year, the way that it seemed that 
you know, things just went downhill and Friar fans feel betrayed, but they also feel like they were robbed of another great tournament run with a team that, you know, was was primed for it last year. But because of what was happening with Georgetown and the courting there, I, I think, you know, fans were, you know, upset. And I, I said this on our podcast, uh, Bill Koch and myself this week, I said, you know, when when we're years removed and Cooley's coaching career is over, there may be some Friar fans that will look back and they will appreciate, you know, what what he did for the program. But some people feel so betrayed that they'll never feel that way again. And that's up to them. But today he's going to get booed. And I, I think he should. Well, to your point, um, I do think there will be a day somewhere down the line where Ed Cooley will be honored by Providence College. Like you said, when his coaching days are over with, when he's retired and, you know, we can look back and say, boy, he did a hell of a job because, you know, he, he really did. I mean, say what you want, but, you know, he took a Providence College basketball program and lifted, to, lifted it to national notoriety. They were regular participants in the NCAA tournament. Did they go as far as fans would hope? No, they made one run to the Sweet 16 still. When you look at the big picture of what Ed Cooley did, he took Providence College basketball. I don't want to say he put it on the map, but he did a, a, an excellent job, and he left the program in a much better place than where it was when he came in. Can we all agree with that? Absolutely. Okay, Without absolutely. question. And, 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 and if you ask Kim English that question, he, he'll tell you how thankful he is that he walked into a program that had grown and, and had the resources and had the structure and had the culture that it had so yeah even the current head coach would tell you that so i think for that reason there there will be a time okay when that time is i don't know i think it will be when ed's day uh, coaching days are over with that he probably will be honored and that will be the time for adulation i agree with you nick i i think the wound is still very much raw i think friar fans are still very much pissed off at the way things went down and I think they have a right to be. You know, I, I, I read a quote earlier this week from Jim Donaldson, who, who wrote the following. And this is probably his most uh, reacted to tweet ever. He, he wrote, in the last 10 years as coach of Providence basketball, Ed Cooley took PC to seven NCAA tournaments, five in a row uh, from 2014 to 2018, reaching the Sweet 16 in 2022 when the Friars lost to national champion uh, champ Kansas. He won the regular season in 22 and conference tournament in 14, he doesn't deserve to be booed. Well, as you might expect, Friar fans jumped all over him, and they they went after Jim hard, and and, and that's because, I, I don't know, I mean, I understand what Jim's saying, and I just repeated the fact that Ed Cooley, while he was here, did a fantastic job, but you can't tell fans how to react or how they feel. They feel Amen. how they feel, and they're going to react how they want to react. And if they want to boo Ed Cooley, that is their right. And if they still feel jilted or unhappy with him, because, I mean, let's let's take a deep, deeper look at this, okay? We still don't know the real reason why Ed left, okay? There have been some great pieces written this week by a lot of writers that covered the team, whether it's Bill Koch, Kevin McNamara. A lot of people have written terrific pieces about this. But, you know, there, it's still shrouded in mystery. Can we agree with that, too? Right. There's some underlying stuff that there's some underlying stuff that nobody wants to say because nobody quite frankly knows if it is true. Right. Right. But anyway, we still don't know why he left. But, you know, what what we're led to believe is and, and, you know, I I commented uh, to Kevin McNamara about this. What we're led to believe is 
Well, he felt like he maxed out what he could do here at Providence, and he feels like there's higher upside at Georgetown. Uh, we're led to believe that he, he and his family just needed change, right? That it, he'd just gotten a little bit worn out uh, by being the big man on campus, so to speak, here in his home state of Rhode Island, and, and, it, and it was too much. W- whatever the case may be, there's a variety of reasons. But, you know, the fact of the matter is, if you want to know why Friar fans feel burned and feel pissed off, start with the fact that he left Providence for another Big East program. Okay, that, so that's, that's cardinal sin number one, right? He didn't Correct. leave Providence to go to Michigan. He left Providence to go to Georgetown. Okay, so that's number one. So understand the anger of Friar fans just from that perspective alone. But then there's more to it. You know, he is the hometown kid, right? Born and raised. Right. Went to Central High School and, you know, coached at URI with Al Skinner. And when he got hired, you know, this is my dream job. And, you know, I, I, this is my ending spot. You know, people thought this was going to be Jim Calhoun at UConn, but instead it was Ed Cooley at Providence. And, and look, I, I, I said this a couple of years ago, a year, last year when he left, there was a, a prominent donor that said to me that Ed Cooley said to this person, if you build me a practice facility, which they built the the beautiful Rwan Center, if you build me a practice facility, state of the art practice facility like the rest of you know Division One college basketball, the big time programs have, I'm here forever. And he reneged on that. So you got to understand why Friar fans are pissed off. I mean, and that, I just don't think Jim Donaldson read the room well when he made that tweet. I understand what he's saying. Ed did a great job here, but I also don't think he understands that Friar fans feel pretty burned by Ed because of the way everything went down. Which is a little surprising for somebody like Jim Donaldson, who's been around here, who knows the landscape, who knows all the sort of the, the personal feel to it. Because I've seen this from, from national places and places outside of New England as well. And people are like, well, they should, they should cheer him. It's like, first of all, I'm so with you, Scott. Don't ever tell fans how to feel. Don't tell them how to feel. They have a right to feel the way they want to feel, number one. And and number two, you just if you're saying something like that, you just don't get it. You don't get the layers of the situation, as you just pointed out. And, you know, it, when it when it comes to leaving for another program, it's it's like if Lou Carnesecca in the middle of his time at St. John's left for another big E school or another program that had a national name or power. Like that's that's the the that's the sort of comparison, you know, left St. John's or John Thompson left Georgetown himself or, you know, all of that. Like it's it's you have to understand that that Providence thought it had its Luke Carnesecca, it's John Thompson, it's Jim Beheim. It's they thought they had that guy for their program. And he left and he went to another school in the Big East, first time in Big East history. And you know, you can debate that and whether if, if that is one of the, the big reasons, you know, I, I, I tend to think and, and I don't know how you feel about this, Scott, but like I, I tend to think I was trying to say this the right way on our podcast this week. Um, but with Georgetown, yes, they have money and they're in the DMV and all that. But leaving for Georgetown to me, I, I, I don't know. It's the brand was strong in the 80s, and they always lean on their history and the brand of Georgetown. But, like, you know, my first couple of years in the business, Scott, I covered Maine hockey. And Maine hockey was huge under Sean Walsh, legendary coach. Yep. They won two national championships in the 90s. And when I was up there, it was 2012, 2013. 
And they still were leaning into like, well, we're main hockey, so we deserve this, that, and the other thing. And we have a brand and all that. And it's like, well, here's the thing. Everybody else around you has gotten better. Like in the 90s when you're winning championships, Boston College wasn't what they are. Northeastern wasn't what they are. UMass wasn't what they were. Providence wasn't what they were. Merrimack wasn't what they were. Like all these programs are now good. And I think they've finally adjusted after years. But like that was the thing about Cooley going from Providence to Georgetown is I'm like the whole maxed out thing. You know, he has his own feelings on it, but I, I don't know. I, I think he had this thing humming, and if he stuck around for a second decade, he could have been sort of had the the next step or stepped up the ladder a little bit like Jay Wright did in his second decade at Villanova when he really experienced that national brand, national success. So, you know, that's the other point I bring up is just like he left for Georgetown. I think at, Ed, at some point Ed's going to get them going and, and competing well, but how much more? What is that? Can he get to that next step? I, 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 I would you, debate Nick. that these days. I, I exactly. totally agree with you. I, I think so what you're saying is, you know, we all assume that he left for Georgetown because Georgetown is perceived to be a better job. Is it? Is it a better job today? I mean, I, I think uh, I think that's past history. And I, look, you're talking to a guy that went to Syracuse. Syracuse basketball was, was just a about to bring program. up Syracuse. No, with really. You. Yeah, I, I mean, I, you look, I'm, yeah, you know how yeah. I, I admit it, and it's sad to see the state of affairs of Syracuse football and basketball, for that matter. I mean, take your pick. Miami football, when I was a kid, was was dominating college football. What are the Hurricanes now? They're just an average, run of the mill college football program. They're not a national power anymore. They're, they're not things, the U anymore. No, things change. Yeah, right. Things change. And and look, if Ed Cooley can get it back to that, great. And obviously he thinks that he can, and maybe he will. But I'm not so sure that Georgetown is or will be a better job than Providence moving forward. And I said that pretty much. I responded when Kevin McNamara posted his story that was in the Boston Globe on Facebook. I said, Kev, we're going to revisit this in, in 10 years and see if Ed was right. Uh, and he said, Scott, it probably won't even be 10 years. We'll revisit in five because you know how it works now, right? There's a lack of patience in, in big-time sports, right? You don't get it done in five years, you're out. And maybe he's right, right but I agree with you, Nick. Um, I think Ed Cooley could have made Providence his Villanova or his UConn. Maybe he couldn't. Maybe he did max it out. Maybe he's right, but but time will tell. But the bottom line is you can't tell fans how to feel. They're going to feel how they're going to Amen. feel. And I, I'm going to leave you with this one other thing. And Dean Harrington, who's a, a friend and neighbor of mine um, in Rumford, he wrote the following. He's a Friar season ticket holder. He, he used to own Shamrock uh, Home Loans. And he said, hey, Friartown, no matter what happens tomorrow, Ed Cooley loses is in, in his return to Providence. A chorus of booze and profanity only means that we join him. By contrast, a rousing standing ovation lets us win by showing a watchful <laughs> nation that Providence is indeed a special place. Let's get this right. So, good points, okay, by Dean Wright. I mean, if 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 Friar fans take the high road, people will be like, "Wow, that's that's incredible." I didn't expect that, but I I don't think that's going to happen. He, what I do agree with Dean is a. I, I, 
absolutely, you want to boo, you want to boo. But, you know, leave the profanity at home. Don't throw stuff, none of that, okay? Boo them as loudly as you want if that's what you want to do. But leave it there. Let that be the line. Don't cross it. Are you guys concerned that it can get ugly to that level today? I I don't know. I think there might be some fool. You know what happens, Joe. I mean, you're you're the one that sells Bud Light at at, at Gillette Stadium. Oh, yeah. You get a few too many of those in you, and you don't know what's going to happen. There could be a Friar fan that's drunk that – you know, throw something or, you know, is throwing F-bombs. You don't want it to cross that line. Booze are fine. Anything beyond that, okay. Now now you now you do make yourself look bad. Totally agree. And you know who actually I think said it best this week is Devin Carter, Providence's best player right now. Uh, he had an event at, at Duncan on Thursday, and media caught up with him, and – I thought he the, he showed so much he showed so much maturity so much growth I mean he's such a great representative of the program and basically he came out and said first of all he asked about Cooley you know Carter said you know look I'm, my dad was in the NBA he's still in the NBA coaching like Cooley made the decision that he made it's a business I get it my dad has made those sorts of business decisions before for himself and his family and so like I get it Cooley treated me well no hard feelings from me. And that was that alone was mature. And then he said, look, he basically was like, Friar fans, let them know how you feel. You can let them know how you feel. You have that right to do that. But don't don't do anything dumb. Don't do anything stupid. Don't throw anything. Nobody deserves that. And that's that's what Devin said. And I'm like, that right there is the perfect representative for your program. And if you don't listen to him, I I don't know where where you're going to turn. I mean, the, the kid's your best player and he's your best representative right now. So if you have to listen to anybody, listen to him. So I, I had someone, uh, a very well-respected person that you and I know in the college basketball arena, say to me earlier this week, you know, if they wanted to, Kim English and or Steve Napolillo could really kind of, uh, you know, uh, douse some of the flames going into this game by making a statement, hey, we should be thankful for what Ed did. Uh, let's cheer on our team and, and have our, you know, focus our energies on that. And I said to that person, I said, that's not going to happen likely because I think Steve Napolillo joins the rest of Friar Nation when I say that I feel like he felt like he was burned as well by Ed's departure uh, and the way things went down. And I don't know if you saw Nap's tweet yesterday. Did you see this? I did. Yep. Friar Town, life is short. When one door closes, another opens. Always remember the great memories, and now we are creating new ones. I couldn't be more proud and excited to have Coach English as my teammate and our coach. Your passion for this team and program is special. Thank you. Hashtag go Friars. Again, no mention of Ed Cooley, no mention of how to, to act today. It was, uh, you know what, we've moved on. We've got a coach that we love, and, uh, you know, let's go Friars. So, again, not addressing the elephant in the room, if you will. And, again, not surprised because I think Knapp was pretty upset with the way things went down, and I understand that. So, uh, again, I think both English and or Knapp could have kind of, you know, calm things down a little bit, but but they chose not to as well. I think they want to see how Friar fans are going to react at 12.30 today. Yeah, and they, you know what, they they know, and, and I think Kim has done a good job of just, you know, I, he came out yesterday, and again, he said he was thankful and grateful the way that the program was, you know, the shape that it was left in, and the culture and everything that was established, and, you know, but 
Kim also did the work to to keep many of the players that were there, you know. So that's you know, that's a credit to him. With with Steve, you know, it's it's less about it's one of those you know, you got nothing good to say, don't say anything at all, that sort of thing. And I think that tweet was pretty, you know, that's classy and it, it tells you, you know, we're moving on. Um and and for for Steve it's less about Ed himself and and it's more about the way that it went down behind the scenes and how betrayed he felt by Georgetown and the administration and athletic director there for going after his coach. And he said as much at the time, right when it happened. And I think that's really where he holds a, you know, still holds that sort of betrayal, that that feeling is like, well, I, I he said it at the time. I, I felt like their athletic director was a mentor to me. And then he poaches my coach within conference. Like, how am I supposed to feel? You know, that sort of thing. So don't expect a, a, a warm greeting at Big East meetings and all that jazz. So, you know, but but again, I think. Steve, I think, is is excited about having a, a young coach to grow with in, in Kim English. I, I think they are they are a partnership like Ed and Bob Driscoll were, you know, and I think when you're aligned like that, it's only healthy for your program. And so I think that's where, as as Steve said in his in his tweet, that's where the focus is. So they'll see what this this is today and then everybody will move on. All right, a lot more to talk about in regards to this matchup, Providence-Georgetown. A lot more to discuss regarding Ed Cooley's return to Providence. It's a big day for local college basketball. There's another big game in the state of Rhode Island, which we'll talk about a little bit later on. If you want to join us, we'll open up the phones right now. 401-777-1037 is that phone number. That's 401-777-1037. The text line is open as well. That number is 37937. We'll take our first break, and we'll come back with your phone calls. You're listening to Cordishian Coit on WEEI. Now, here's what's trending. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. 
The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.